Hi, I'm Crystal Archie. I wanted to do this podcast as a place where I can simply share some stories, be real, and hopefully inspire a few people to dream bigger while we're at it. So here we go. Going to make it all crystal clear. Hey guys, I am so excited to be back to record some more episodes because I've been crazy busy traveling the world everywhere. I've been all summer to places like Barcelona and Italy and uh, Miami, Turks and Caicos, California, Ethiopia. I mean, I lost I lost track. I don't know how many Delta miles I've accumulated just over the summer alone, but it um, put my podcast on hold. But I am back and I'm ready to start sharing so many things that have been on my heart or things that people have been messaging me about asking. I've had a lot of people say, Crystal, can you talk about this? Can you talk about that in your next episode? And the thing I wanted to share today, because I've been getting a lot more messages recently, and it's about adoption. So I wanted, I'm going to be, I always shoot it straight. Like I told you guys, I'm always transparent and I tell everything the way it happened. So I'm not going to leave anything out. But today's adoption story boils down to faith and what I've learned throughout that process has completely blown me away. I will never, ever question God again. When I feel in my heart, He is telling me to do something, to trust in Him. I've learned to just go for it. And I'm going to break it down and tell you guys what happened, how it happened. And you'll see what I'm talking about. You will see why now my faith is through the roof. So, oh gosh, let me go back. Okay, our son, Getu, he is 17 now. He'll actually be 18 um, in a month. And it was eight years ago. I was telling my husband, we had four biological children at the time and adoption was just constantly on my heart and on my brain. And I thought about it all the time. It's something I I thought about, you know, even when I was younger having children, but, um, it was after I had my fourth baby and my husband had a vasectomy (laughs) and it just felt so final not to have any more children. But I knew in my heart that I wanted to adopt, but I, I was thinking, how am I going to talk Michael into this? (laughs) Because when I talk to most women, I'm not saying the majority, I'm just saying a lot of women that I talk to that have adopted, it's like women are the ones that our hearts, I mean, we just carry our hearts on our sleeve and we just want to go out there, just save the world. And men, not all men, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not, not judging anybody. I'm not saying all men, but the people I've talked to that have adopted, It's like they had to sit God on their husbands and pray for God to open their hearts about adoption. Because my husband, when I brought it to him at first, I said, baby, I really think, I just feel like we're supposed to adopt from Ethiopia. And he goes, babe, we we have four kids. I mean, we're good. We've got two boys, two girls. We're we're straight. (laughs) Like we're, we're set. We got two of each, you know, like why, you know, he just couldn't figure out why. And, um, but he listened, you know, my husband has the biggest heart on the planet and he's so loving and amazing. So he listened and, but he was still kind of back and forth on it. So I just kept praying. I said, Lord, you know, we just touched his heart. We just touched Michael's heart. And I would share with him stories 
and I would show him uh, kids from these, they had these lists of waiting children, children that were waiting to be adopted. Some of these kids have been on the list for years. So I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And uh, every night God would keep me awake and I would look through these waiting children's lists and get to, he was 10 at the time. Every time I would get to his picture, my heart would just, oh, <laughs> I get emotional when I think about it. But when I would see his smile, my heart would just explode. And I just felt in my soul and in my spirit, I was like, is he who we're supposed to adopt? Because when we had talked about adopting, most adoption agencies out there do require you to adopt in birth order. So our youngest was, I think Malik was four at the time, I believe. Four or five. I don't know. I have to, I have to my, my memory. I got to go back and check. But Malik was younger. And so we were thinking to adopt a child. No, my bad. Malik was probably about seven or so because we were thinking to adopt a child about five years old, four or five. So when I kept staying up at night, looking through these waiting kids lists, get to kept coming to my brain and or my heart. And he was 10. And I would tell Michael, I said, babe, there's this kid get to. I said, but he's 10. And he's like, I know, honey, we, we talked about adopting younger. We talked about adopting younger. And the adoption agency that we went with I was thrilled to hear that they did not require us to to adopt in birth order. We could adopt any kid we wanted, any child we wanted, any age. It did not matter. Again, when God wants you to do something, he won't let you sleep. And I remember starting my business, my skincare business, and it's probably around the same time that adoption was really on my heart and wasn't making much money back then, guys. When I first started the business, I was not making much. And for me to come to my husband and say, I'm ready to adopt, I want to adopt, and it's like $30,000, he's looking at me like I'm cray-cray because we didn't, we couldn't even pay our bills. Um, my business was just getting started off the ground. And one day, praying, just asking asking God, like, what are we supposed to do, Lord? Like, I want to adopt. I feel like you're telling me to adopt, but we don't have the money. And in my spirit, I just heard the Lord say, Crystal, don't worry about the how, the when, the why. Just trust me. Just trust me. Just take the step of faith. Trust me, and I will provide everything you need. So I told Michael that, and he said, okay, babe, if that's what you feel like God's telling you, okay, then let's do this. Let's adopt a child from Ethiopia. And we were trying to decide on which kid from the list. Remember I was telling you guys about the waiting children's list. And one night I, my kids were younger. I used to go around to all of their rooms and when they were sleeping and lay my hands on them and pray, just pray over them. And uh, now they're teenagers and sometimes they have the door locked. So I can't get <laughs> I can't get in as often as I would like, <laughs> just being truthful. Um, but I remember after having that conversation with Michael and we said, I thought we were going to adopt a younger child. And that night I walked into my oldest son's room and he was 13 at the time, Michael Jr. He was 13 at the time. I walked into his room and I went to rub his hair and pray for him. And I clear as day in my, in my spirit and my soul, I just felt the Lord saying, Crystal, what if that was Michael Jr. on that waiting kids list? What if that was Michael on that list? And he didn't have a family and nobody would adopt him just because he was older because everybody wants the cute little babies. They want the toddlers and the babies and the infants. You know, when you, when you're, when you're thinking about adopting a child, no one, the older kids get left out a lot. And I literally broke down crying. I came back in the bedroom and I told Michael what I just felt in my spirit. And he said, okay, get to it is. Let's start the paperwork and let's get it going and let's start this process and bring this child home. And we, I remember 
so many times throughout the adoption process thinking, how are we going to come up with this money for this and that? And the home study, I think it was like $1,500 to to kickstart our adoption. You had to do this home study visit to get approved. Guys, we didn't have $1,500 at the time. Like I said, my business just got started. My checks were probably only like $100 a month, a couple hundred dollars a month. But anything I was making from my business, I was putting towards the adoption, putting towards the adoption expenses and fees. But... One night, got a an email from the agency saying we had to complete this this home study, and I looked at my husband. I said, "We don't have fifteen hundred dollars." You guys, the very next day, the very next day, I woke up and there was another business partner in our company. They had no idea. They knew that we were about to adopt, that we were starting the adoption process. We did share that with them, but they had no idea that we did not have the $1,500 for our home study. And they, they never even knew an amount. Nobody knew an amount. I woke up that next day and they had sent the exact amount to us, the $1,500. I was blown away. It was the first time that I, I was like, holy cow. Okay, God. Okay. Broke out into tears. Could not believe that, they, that this amazing couple in our business that I love dearly, that <laughs> they sent us $1,500 to start our home study. And it was all God. It was all God because nobody knew. Guys, the story gets even better. It gets better. And I'm trying to wrap my brain around everything so I don't leave things out. I want you guys to hear how amazing God is and what he does especially when he tells you to do something and you just trust him in faith. So we're going along. I'm working my business. Every, like I said before, every amount of money I earn in my checks, I'm putting towards the adoption. Well, we're getting closer and closer. And I hear from our adoption agency that we needed, I think it was like $10,000. $10,000 was left. And we had a lot of uh, people help us through fundraisers and, and donating. And I'll tell you what, our business, our community of people really stepped up and a lot of them made donations towards our adoption to help us reach that goal. But when we were getting down to the wire, we still needed 10,000 left. And again, we <laughs> we were struggling financially. We were living paycheck to paycheck. There's no way in the world we had $10,000. Well, before we started the adoption process, and it was probably, it took about a year. I think it was a little over a year from start to finish till we brought Get to home. But before we started the adoption process, my husband got a call from his football agent. If you guys heard my previous podcast, my husband used to play in the NFL. He played in the National Football League for ten- the Tennessee Titans. And he got a phone call from his agent that he has not heard from in probably over 10 years because he was retired. Over 10 years, he has not heard from this man. And he called him and asked if he had ever... There was something... I wish Michael was here right now to explain the story. He could explain it better than me. Um, But he's picking me up Panera Bread right now. (laughs) But uh, he, there was something about a, I don't know if it was concussion settlement or or it was some kind of settlement or workers comp. I don't know. I will apologize, guys. I don't have the exact details. But it was something to the effect of a lot of football players could have some money coming to them if they played in California. If they played a game in California, they could get some money from this workers' comp. So my husband's like, yeah, you know, I I played a few games in California. And the agent said, okay, cool. We need you to fly out to California and do this physical and fill out all this paperwork. And uh, we don't know, you know, it could be a few thousand. We don't know how much you could get back, but it's worth a try. 
So Michael said, sure. Well, he filled out the paperwork, sent it in. But guys, he never went out to California to do the physical. We just completely forgot all about it. We just didn't hear anything else back. Okay, fast forward. I don't know what the time frame was, but fast forward, it was probably at least over a year or two. Then we started talking about the adoption. Then we step out in faith. And when we were getting down to the wire and we needed the $10,000 left to pay off so we could fly to Ethiopia and set up our court appointment. Our agency said, we need this in or you can't go to your court appointment in Ethiopia to adopt your son. And guys, I was in tears. I was like, where are we going to get $10,000 as quickly? I was stressing out to Michael (laughs) and I was like, babe, what are we going to do? And he said, honey, do you remember when you said the Lord said to just trust this whole process, trust him and just step out in faith that he'd provide? He said, remember that football settlement uh, that my agent called me about? I think it was over a year year or two ago. And I said, yeah. And he said, well, the settlement was completed and got off the phone with the lawyer, the agent. And he said, the check is on the way. I said, what do you mean the check is on the way? He said, the check is on the way. And he said, and I didn't even go out to California to do the physical. He said, so I don't know how I got this, how I'm receiving this money. He said, but are you sitting down? I said, what? How much money are, you, are we receiving? You guys, it was over a hundred and I think it was over 120 or $130,000 that God saved for us right at the right moment when we needed it, right at the right moment when we needed it. It came right on time to help us finish paying off our adoption. And y'all, we were able to take our entire family, all of our kids to Ethiopia to go meet their brother, bring him home. And I will never, ever, ever (laughs) question God again when he put something on my heart. I still can't believe that we talked to some other NFL friends of ours and none of them, some of them said we never received um, anything or we sure didn't receive that amount of money. (laughs) And um, we, I mean, I literally dropped to my knees and just, I cried because I couldn't, I mean, I guess I said I couldn't believe it's God. God can do anything, but it just increased my faith beyond what I could ever wrap my brain around. I was like, holy cow, God literally dropped this money out of the sky right when we needed it for our adoption. Guys, the story gets better. I'm going to keep going and keep going. Y'all are still sticking with me. Just let me wipe my tears here. Hold on. I literally have tears rolling and snot running out of my nose. I know that's TMI, but you know, I said I keep it real. (laughs) Anyway. We bring Getu home, and it's a challenge, guys. It's a challenge when you're bringing home a 10-year-old from Ethiopia. He doesn't know your language. He is scared to death. You can't communicate with him. You took him out of a village in the middle of nowhere. He's never even seen a toilet. He's never seen a refrigerator. He freaked out about a hand dryer at the airport when we brought him home. He jumped back and we turned on a vacuum cleaner. Like, I mean, this kid has never experienced anything like this and we can't communicate with him. So trying to get used to the transition of bringing him home and uh, there were t- I mean, there was one time, you guys, that Getu was so upset and scared that he literally tried to jump out of the car. He was, I think he was 10 years old at the time. I'm driving the vehicle and he tried to jump out of the car and I was screaming and crying and trying to pull him in and he doesn't understand what I'm saying because he doesn't know the language. I mean, imagine your child lost both of their parents, they're an orphan, and then these strange people come from another country and come and pick up your child and take them far away to a place they've never seen or experienced. And then they can't even communicate. I mean, they're, they're literally scared to death, scared to death. So this transition was 
more than I ever thought, but it's been a beautiful journey. It's been tough, yes, but it's been an amazing journey, and God has taught me so much in our family, our children, our entire family. We have grown, and we have experienced and opened our hearts and learned a lot about family and about sacrifice and just taking that time to love on another person that you don't even know. Like, we didn't even know him before we brought him home. We didn't even know him. He didn't know us, you guys. So anyway, trying to get used to the transition. I did not get to work my business as much as I wanted because I was an emotional wreck. But God grew my business despite, because of all the seeds I planted when I first started my business and and growing it and, and just sharing all those seeds I've been planting, God was watering them all along. And I did not realize that he was going to create a harvest, (laughs) a harvest that would blow me away and completely change our family's lives. And let me tell you about the people that he brought into my business that changed everything in my business for my family, changed our lives. So when I was praying about my business, I said, God, I don't know, I don't know how to run a business, a skincare business. I don't know what I'm doing. I've been a stay-at-home mom my whole life. I do not know what I'm doing, and I am definitely not a salesperson. So I literally told God, okay, I'm laying my business at your feet, and use me. I am going to work hard. I am going to do everything it takes, but I need you to, to bring me the right people. I want amazing leaders. I don't just want anybody to join me in business. I want amazing leaders that love you, that love people that are passionate, that are giving, that are caring, people that are truly passionate about changing lives. And uh, did did he completely um, surpass what I asked. Completely surpassed what I asked. I have five power partners that have reached the top of the company as far as in title and um, and income earners. I have five direct to me, and that's a pretty big deal. Well, the first one I want to share with you guys, her name is Leanne Lynch. She's an amazing leader in Kentucky. I love her dearly. Um, She has a heart of gold. (laughs) She will literally give you the shirt off her back. Well, I did not know Leanne. Uh, We connected through Facebook, and she saw my post. I saw her post. We liked. We commented. I ended up taking a trip, a mission team. I led a team to Haiti one year. I think this was a couple years into my business, two, three years into my business maybe, or was it three years? I think it was three years into my business, and led a mission trip to Haiti, and this girl, Leanne Lynch, was on that team. We ended up talking throughout, you know, we're, we're there serving, we're in Haiti. But off and on, she would ask me about products. Um, she would, she'd be okay with me sharing. She said she struggled with acne and she wanted to talk to me about some skincare. At the end of the trip, we both ended up getting bumped up to first class and we got sat next to each other. So we went deeper into our conversations and she would ask me about my business, ask me about the product, and we would just kind of go back and forth. And she ended up saying, you know, she wasn't interested in the business at all, that she just wanted to get the skin, the skincare. Well, long story short, she did join me in business. And guys, I ended up finding out after that, I'm going back to get to. When we chose him, one of my friends was leading a mission team to Ethiopia, and she said, we're going to sit down with Getu, and we're going to tell him he's been chosen. He's going to be adopted. Do you guys want to send anything over there? Send a photo album. We'll show him pictures of you guys and your family. And I said, yes, would love to do that. And she said, we will videotape it. 
we're going to get his reaction when we sit down with him and we're going to bring it back and be able to show you this video. It's going to be amazing. And when I met Leanne, this was way after we adopted Get To. She ended up on that, that Haiti mission trip with me. She, after she joins me in business, she tells me, Crystal, you are not going to believe this, but do you remember when you were sent the video in Ethiopia, when Getty was told that you guys chose him to be a part of your family? I said, yes. And she said, you're not going to believe this, but I was the one videotaping that. I was in Ethiopia videotaping (laughs) that whole thing. Did not know Leanne from Adam when that happened. And God literally brought her into my life, and she became one of my power partners in business. I could go on and on and on about her, but I'm going to go to the next leader. Her name is Debbie Coder, and I call her Debster. Love her so much. I love all of these amazing women so much. This my business has brought me the best friendships that I could ever ask for. But um, Debbie was another person that I did not know before my business. And we were connected through Facebook because we both adopted from Ethiopia. And we were part of a, I think it was an Ethiopian Facebook group, like an adoption community group. So we connected on there. Anyway, she ended up reaching out to me about the, the products because she said she had a lot of sun damage and she wanted to talk to me about the products. So anyway, she ended up joining me in business and ended up, guys, we ended up finding out that our sons, our sons grew up in the same orphanage together. They were in the same orphanage together. When I take a step back and look at the whole big picture, it's just crazy to see how God has woven together so many stories that only he could do. I mean, two of the five were women directly connected to our adoption story. Four of the five were adoptive mothers, and all five were exactly the right partners with exactly the hearts and the friendship and the passion that I asked God to help bring into my path. I mean, guys, how crazy is that? So guys, this all started. I'm not telling y'all if you want to be successful in life (laughs) to go out and adopt some kids. That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) I don't want you guys to think, okay, the moral of the story is I need to adopt so that God will bless my business. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just stressing the importance of faith and trusting God when he puts something on your heart to trust it and go with it. And don't worry about the how, the when, and the why. Don't worry about how it's going to happen. Because I could tell you story after story of story of, of miraculous things that I've seen God do just because he saw that I was ready and willing and I trusted in him and that I put all my faith in him. And that I didn't try to figure it out on my own. I didn't need to figure it out. I put all my trust in him to figure it out. I love this quote by Martin Luther King Jr. that says, faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. So I did not see what God had ahead. He just wanted me to step out in faith. Guys, from start to finish, from the time God put this adoption on our hearts and placed this business opportunity in front of us, all we knew was that our yes and our trust had to fully be placed in Him. That if we were going to do all of this in our own strength, we are always going to fall short. So I wanted to share all about this today to encourage y'all that this isn't just about my story and our adoption process or how God came through for us. It's about knowing that all things All things are possible with him, even bigger than we could ever imagine. So when I tell y'all to dream bigger and have faith, it's because I have seen firsthand what God can do and will do if we just trust and give him our yes. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up this episode. I love y'all and I'll be back again soon for another one. Have an amazing and blessed day.
Be sure to hit the subscribe button to get notifications for the next episode. Ooh.